Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhry and can't wait to jump into today's podcast episode. So episode number 50, we have a special guest, Michelle Mehta. Michelle Mehta is a TEDx speaker, confidence expert and international best-selling author. You may have seen her on tonight's show with Jay Leno or interviewing people like Dr. Deepak Chopra and Vincent Fox. the former president of mexico abc television said of michelle she has overcome unthinkable obstacle and is one of the most successful team coaches in 2020 yahoo finance named her as one of the best most successful team coaches and 11 female coaches to follow in 2021 she has worked with organization like morgan stanley mass mutual and wells fargo she has coached mayors of major California cities and celebrities like James Haven. Angelina Jolie's brother, Michelle speaks to teens and the women all over the country about overcoming peer pressure bullying, low self-worth and increasing their confidence to live a life to the fully. Love and admire themselves in every single day. She will even sharing this message soon as the US Air Force Academy. In this episode we'll discuss with Michelle the topic overcoming evil thoughts. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on our podcast. Let's dive in. Um Hi Michelle, thank you so much for coming to this show and taking the time out for me and my audience. I really appreciate it. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're most welcome. Uh yeah, super excited to learn more about you also talk about the topic which was talking uh we talked the other day which is overcoming evil thoughts so before getting to the topic i want to know or my audience would love to know more about you like uh, who is michelle mata and how you became a life coach and who you helping right now yeah absolutely thank you so i think for me was the idea of doing something right for the right people mm mm-hmm. we get so caught up in the corporate world of helping other people whether yeah. it be right or whether it be wrong and so part of my journey has been about how do i help people for the right reasons and i didn't even know life coaching career existed or let alone a title called life coach existed until yeah. 2015 well <laughs> it's not like and, long. yeah yeah and i had experienced my third layoff i was working in the family business but it wasn't fulfilling it wasn't mm-hmm. something that i was like excited to go to work for yeah and the opportunity came where i was at a volunteering event and this elderly man said hey have you like what is your passion about i've never had anybody ask me that question yeah And I said my passion is about helping people for the right reasons. And he said you should talk to my daughter, she's a life coach. Mm. And so I called her, I connected with her, and I said okay, I'm just going to follow down the path that you've done because obviously it's worked. Yeah. And so I did all the research of all the schools that were in the area and I found out that Coactive Training Institute Yeah. was the path that I wanted to do and I they said you know from your first class you could go ahead and start working with clients and I was like yes I get to make <laughs> money and be on the phone like my two favorite things that I could do so I thought why not and the journey of coaching began and I thought I'll just work with women because yeah. it was easier and my target range was between the ages of 30 to 50 mm-hmm. and in 2019 I had the opportunity to work with teenagers because I had these moms come up to me and say hey do you work with teenagers because they really need your help Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I definitely can. I've never worked with kids before. I used to never like kids, but I thought, you know what? You never know what's outside of your comfort zone. You never know what you don't know. So I thought, okay, I'll take the plunge and I did it. Yeah. And I presented at my um 
middle school as a person that's been living her dream career. And I asked 100 kids that day, mm -hmm. 11 to 14 years old, how many of you have evil voices inside of your heads? Every single hand went up. And I thought, that's it. I'm going to be the change I want to see in the world. Yeah. And I want to create that impact. And I cannot have some other kid think about them feeling stupid, overweight, and have that thoughts curate their life pattern. And mm -hmm. that's how I became this maniac on a mission, creating awareness on how to reduce evil thoughts. So yeah, that's, that's, my journey. that's great. <laughs> and it's quite interesting. Like you didn't know till last five, six years, like a, what a life coach was. And here you are now, like you're becoming a life coach. And yeah, like I'd love to know more about your little background. So before like you become a life coach, you mentioned you were working in a family business. So you had like a kind of entrepreneurial experiences with your family business in coming forward to like a life coaching. So did you have any kind of pressure from your family, like choosing that career, like you want to be a doctor, a lawyer or things like that coming from like Indian background? Yeah, uh, I didn't really have that doctor, lawyer, engineer pressure. I did have, you need to make money as soon mm -hmm. as possible. Like right. you can't sit here and make less than $50,000. You can't sit here and make um, $30,000. You have to do more. Right. No one's going to marry you um, because you're not financially strong. You need to have a financially strong background. And I said, but none of that really matters mm -hmm. because what really matters is internal happiness. Yeah. And what really matters is I've never been the happiest in my life in the past two years than I've ever been. And I'm 32 years old. And I thought, you know, it is a path less traveled. It is a path yeah. less explored and I'm going to do it and watch me. And I had pushback. Yeko, you know, this career isn't possible. Yeko career, like that type of conversations. And I said, just watch. <laughs> and every no that I got from them was an opportunity for a yes. Yeah. I got, when I was starting my certification in 2018 uh, through Coactive Training Institute, my parents said, don't do it now. You're starting a brand new job. Don't yeah. do it together. And I said, well, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And so I did it. And, and then I got laid any, off. Yeah. <laughs> I got laid off in October. And what was remaining was the certification. And I said, now that I have a certification, I'm going to go hire a business coach. Mm -hmm. So I did like got laid off on October 30th and November 1st, I hired a business coach. And I said, we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. And it was, it was shocking because they were like, you're going to spend $10,000 after a coach. I'm like, yeah. And then the investment just increased to 10, to 20, to 30, to 40, to 50. And I've become a TEDx speaker. Yeah. I've become an international bestselling author four times. And I've done immense amount of credibility mm -hmm. in a very short period of time. So now they're like, oh, well, now you're a coach and now you're a speaker. And now I'm like, yeah. yeah. But it was my crazy, quote unquote, mindset that every no became an opportunity for a yes. Yeah. So, so you didn't let the obstacle stop you like uh, for fulfilling your dreams, right? 
absolutely not. <laughs> because I knew that this is what I wanted to do. When I had seen the impact that I had created in my client's eyes, I had seen yeah. the impact that it created in my own life. And I've personally been working with my own life coach since 2017. I had another one in 2016. Mm -hmm. So I see the value of personal development. I see the value that having a mentor or coach yeah. benefits and anything that I wanted to achieve, I hired somebody to help me do it. Because yeah. without that accountability, we're still playing the same game. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. So I hired a book coach. I hired a TEDx coach. I hired a fitness coach. I hired a relationship coach. I mean, any area of my life that I thought was not moving, I hired a coach and invested in myself. And so I won't buy that new Louis Vuitton bag mm -hmm. or I won't buy that new YSL bag, but I will invest $5,000 like it's no tomorrow. Because that's, I see the great. value that five thousand dollars offers. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Like uh, yeah. we we invest in like for our health wise, like if anything goes wrong with our body, and we willing to spend that kind of money, six figures, even though like our need a kidney transplant or something, we need eyesight or any kind of like a body part need to be fixing. But when it comes to the mindset, we tend to like, we just avoid talking about it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm in a depression, I'm having anxiety, or like, I don't know what to do with my life. And we wouldn't talk to no one. And we're just crippling out through. And that's why like a suicide rate is so high because we tend to hide them things and not focusing on ourselves and not investing in right coaches or even though like talking to family members or friends like who will understand you and guide you through. Exactly. And, you know, it was interesting because in 2013, I found myself a counselor. I checked myself into therapy. Mm -hmm. And in 2015, I told my parents, I've been actually seeing a counselor for two years. And they're like, well, why do you need to see one? There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And I said, well, there is because I'm looking for a non-biased, non-judgmental approach, mm -hmm. which you or any of our family members can provide. Because yeah. you will always be biased, you'll always be judgmental. And I'm looking for something outside of that. Well, they're, they're American. They don't understand our Indian culture. Well, yes, they may not be Indian, but at the yeah. end of the day, I'm an American. So I'm going to do the American thing, which is go check myself into therapy. <laughs> and it was one of the best experiences because it wasn't that something was wrong with me. It was to find clarity of who am I and where do I belong? Yeah. And through that journey, I found out about spirituality. And through that journey of working with the counselor, I found out there's a career called life coaching. Mm -hmm. Through that journey, I found out what my strengths were. Yeah. And it did, made me realize that sometimes our parents are only doing the things that are with what they know. It's like their best that they could do with the information that they know. And that concept kind of came through when I felt resentment before counseling and I felt yeah. all this negativity I was like why is this happening this way and why is it happening that way but then I just came to acceptance yeah and I said okay well that's their journey and I get to create my own journey and America is the land of opportunities and why not make the most of it I mean there's a reason why life coaching is a career there's yeah. a reason why leadership and development are their programs that are offered at colleges for a reason if it's offered at a college, might as well explore it. Yeah. So I decided to take on this path. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And that topic we, we chose, which is like overcoming evil thoughts. So why does it really close to you that kind of topic? 
to yourself overcoming from evil thoughts? Because I've been told um, by my peers and also by family loved ones of sentences, right? Mm -hmm. You are so stupid. You are so dumb. And then we start wearing that. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden we start thinking that no matter decision I make, it's always going to be a stupid decision. No matter decision, like no matter what I do, it's always going to be a dumb move. It's always going to be a dumb thing to do. And we program ourselves like that. Yeah. And then we start realizing, wait a minute, I'm actually not that dumb, right? But if we don't understand how to solve a problem, yeah, we're always going to be told we don't know how to solve that problem. And for me, even though I studied finance and marketing in my undergrad, I can't even think about doing mathematics because the moment I think about mathematics, it's, there's a wall that comes down and I don't yeah. even want to explore it. I don't even want to calculate <laughs> percentages, fractions, leave it alone like that's what a calculator is for yeah and it was because i've been told over and over and over again how can you not get this it is so simple you're so dumb and we start programming that so then all of a sudden our mind mm. takes it on and we start wearing it like a jacket that yeah. never comes off yeah it's so true like uh sometimes we don't have the kind of interest like you giving the example on the maths some people not interested in physics, science, or so many other subjects in the world. Some people not really interested in programming or some people are sleep on the computer just doing programming and they yeah. love what they actually do. But we oftentimes, what we see from parents or people around us, we they tend to tell us like what we're good at, what we're not good at. But they don't know us and we don't know ourselves yet. Especially yeah. like a, when you're a teenager, when you're like a under 20s or even the early 20s, you're still figuring out with my life. I'm 27 years old. I'm still figuring out things. And sometimes I discover something, sometimes I fail, sometimes I'm not good at it. And it's just one of the things. Like a, two, three years back, I realized I'm really good at cricket. And I was like dreaming about becoming a professional cricket player. Then we actually went and played. I like, I don't even enjoy it. It's not what I'm good at. It. It's just, I like hitting a bat when I come to like a fielding and everything. You probably have the idea. Yeah. Or bowling. I don't really enjoy that. So it's not something I like. So I'm still figuring out why I like and I don't like. When family try to judge you, like they they don't know you well and they judge you like you're dumb or something or you're not good enough on something. It's just totally wrong. Like, they they don't haven't figured out themselves yet and coming to tell you like what to figure out or not to figure out yeah exactly and i was always being compared to like oh so-and-so's kid is doing so well mm. and so-and-so's kid is there and look so-and-so's kid joined the family business and i said have you looked at my journey think yeah. about it we graduated at, at the same time the same year they all joined the family business i decided to go explore yeah and yeah, through my exploration, I got laid off. And through my exploration, I also did some things that the corporate wanted me to do that was not ethical to me. Mm -hmm. I explored all of that. And they're still in the family business, but look at all the skill sets I've learned as a result of it. Yeah. And you look at the happiness factor. Yeah, they're married now and they have kids. I'm still single. Don't even, I'm not even in a relationship, but it doesn't matter because I've had goals. I was able to attain them. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I could be a TEDx speaker. Okay, I thought you need to be like a Bill Gates or a Shah Rukh Khan or <laughs> some major celebrity with tons of money behind you to yeah. be and do a TED talk. And when the opportunity came to apply and I got accepted in my first round of auditions, 
I realized that as long as you are committed to your mission and you're, you're committed to your growth, yeah. opportunities will open. And the seed of being a TEDx speaker was planted in 2019 when I attended mm -hmm. a conference because I shared something and the idea, like, where do you see your speak at? And people are shouting TED and TEDx. And I was like, yeah, in five years, great goal to have. <laughs> Didn't realize it was actually going to happen in 2020. Yeah, that's a great achievement, isn't it? Right. So, and now it's like, people don't question. They're like, oh my God, you're, you know, mentors is like the best thing somebody could have. And I'm like, I've been in this stupid industry, this freaking industry for, you know, six years. And now you're telling me, <laughs> it like pisses me off that they weren't supportive then. Yeah. And they were calling it stupid and they were calling it dumb. Then I started programming myself to that. Didn't realize that now I'm a TEDx speaker and I've been on TV they're like, oh, wow, Michelle is the real deal. Yeah. And it drives me bonkers and crazy that our own family sometimes don't see it until you become successful mm. in the way that they can't be successful. And, and even then the problem is not like even though becoming successful, then you move to next level. Then they're going to talk different way. And also yeah. you see that jealousy and you're going to see a lot of people are moving away from your life and i had the experience with mine even though i'm not talking about emotions till feel like they're not comfortable around me and they things or like i'm moved to ahead or something and i don't know like well, i lost one of my best friends we started an online marketing business and he the one actually introduced me to the business and somehow like i quit from the business because that was a network marketing company called acn you probably know about in america is one of the largest so i didn't really like a network marketing company and everything i wanted to do something without chasing people yeah. like uh, i want to do something online and make money from that so after like working with him three about three four months i testing out different ventures and found some different success with affiliate marketing that time and then He's seen the results I'm getting and everything. I'm telling him I'm making uh, $5,000, $7,000, $10,000 a month. Uh, he just stepping back. Uh, like after that, like I'm just telling him, like, I can teach you everything. Like move from the way you're doing. It's not actually working. Do something new. He's like, no, I'm going to stay committed to the five years and see how it goes and everything. Well, that's totally fine. But you're wasting your time. You can work one, two hours and you can make a difference in that. But he wasn't listening to at the same time. Then we eventually lost touch. And I tried so much. Even though last year, I've sent me a message and text him. And he goes, he's going to call me back. And he didn't actually call me back. He got married. We have like a best friends in a college. We, we did like a college about three years. We worked in the same workplace as well. We did a business together. He got married last year. He didn't even bother to call me or even send me a text message. My son was in ICU. He saw the uh, WhatsApp status and he saw the uh, post on Facebook. He never even asked, how's my son doing or nothing. So them kind of relationship is see like when you move ahead from your, even the family members, you move ahead from your friends or someone you see. And that's like, a, you're gonna lose most of the people probably one or two gonna stick around and rest you're gonna find that like they're having a distant relationship or someone's gonna quit for forever did, yeah, you, did you have the experience and, yeah I, i've had that multiple times i in 2017 i decided to join a four-month leadership program mm -hmm. and it's um transformational training yeah and i started realizing that 
the people in my life, my best friend that I used to hang out with all the time, I couldn't even communicate with them. Yeah. And I would meet them and I'm like, we would all just be so quiet. And I was like, what in the world changed? But then I realized that they were here and I had decided to see level from here and there was a gap mm. and the gap became so large that we used to talk every week to now once a month to now once a year. And it's via text. Happy yeah. birthday. The end. Right. It was yeah. just, and it made me realize that, you know, the right people always come into your life and they come into your life to teach us a lesson mm. or we get to learn something from them. Yeah. And once your lesson is learned and once you've gained what you needed to gain, they move on. And I realized that with the personal development world, we're always growing like a tree. Yeah. We're growing beneath the ground that we can't see and we're growing above the ground that we can see. And there's so much inner work that needs to be done at the same time. So much healing and so much reprogramming mm. and expanding the subconscious mind into a conscious mind and you know, taking on new belief systems and letting go of the things that are not serving us. And that has been a journey, which only people that truly believe in themselves can yeah. actually reprogram themselves. It is easier said than done. Yeah, it's so true. But I'm still trying to figure out like what actually makes them people to leave certain people where they can grow themselves to, you know. And I, I realized I talked to like a few other people as coaches as well. Uh, self-development side and losing your close friends close family members when you're actually growing and they do value that and they have like a distant relationship with you when you actually go through that even though you're not talking about it right when I go to see my friends or family my phone it stays on my pocket and I don't take mm -hmm. it out so even though I go for a dinner or like a talking in a sofa and sitting down I give them like a most valuable person in the world and with undivided attention even then i find the struggling like some people try to avoid you and i don't know why why is the situation is going on i understand some people get change when get yeah. success they made them millions or billions and they get arrogant you know like they don't want to look at your eyes and talk to you they have to, don't have the time and everything my time is available for my family and my friends all the time um i work very minimum so i work two three hours a day and best I do in podcasting and everything so other than that like I got plenty of time if anyone asks for any help or want to meet up or anything but when I'm trying to reach out to my friends they're like oh they're busy they got families and everything and even then I'm just weekly or like a monthly reaching out to them and see how they're doing so most of them I have like one best friend and he's in Bangladesh and we I'm in the UK but we have the kind of connection like he doesn't see me as a success. I don't see him as a, any success failure or nothing like that. We are school best friends and we're staying the same, even though my downfall and achieving things and everything, we talk and everything. And we stay in touch every, every single uh, week because we are from different countries. So there is a yeah. time difference and everything. Other than that, if I was in the same country, we would meet up every single day and having kind of things. But in, in this country, like when I moved in, UK when I was 16 years old it's just another level like those people I worked with in a restaurant business and moved to there like work from home they're kind of like separated for me from that situation and those in yeah. online journey like if I moved ahead a little bit and then they're separated from like a different situation so yeah I and I you know and it's so 
interesting, right? Like, these are the people that we've seen them grow. We've been there through thick and thin and connected with them. And yet still, you know, there is this life that disconnect. There is Mm. still that like lack of not feeling wanted or that distance. I have a friend who lives in the same city as I do, but her parents, um, her, you know, her parents and my parents are friends. But she's a doctor. And so she hides out like a snake. She'll hibernate for six months and then come back and resurface. And I'll reach out to her whenever I think about her. And when we want to meet, we'll connect as if no time has passed. And so sometimes some people just, you have that connection. She's becoming a doctor and we'll connect and we'll talk about who we're dating and who we're not dating. And and that's what's important, right? It's it's that level of um, support that's required. Yeah, absolutely. So like, what do you actually do uh, overcoming the evil thoughts? Is there any process in place right now you you have? Yeah, so one of my favorite things to do if someone tells me like, um, like I've had conversations like, you are so dumb. I'll take there and go cancel, 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 cancel. And I'll literally just cancel, do karate chops and I'll cancel, cancel and say, no, I'm not. Right. And I'll say, no, I'm not. And I'll say, okay, what am I instead? right? I'm not dumb. So what am I instead? I'm actually smart. Mm-hmm. And it gives me an opportunity to grow into something I don't know. Or I'll get curious about something and I'll ask yeah. a question. Because I've had situations where people have demeaned me and have um, are condescending. And I'll just reprogram my brain and say, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and argue. I don't like confrontation personally. Yeah. But I will sit there and just say, cancel, cancel, cancel in my brain. And if I can't do it in physical, I'll say, cancel, 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 cancel. And I'll say different affirmations for myself Mm. because the I am statements shape your reality and the you are statements become your reality, right? So it's about owning and knowing what you are saying to yourself and what's being said to you. Yeah, so true. And so, you know, like your four books you wrote, is, is there any of them books has the in proper explanation on overcoming evil thoughts or? So the first book was about how I became a teenage coach Okay. and the journey of how I became a life coach in general. So it was like mm-hmm. overcoming the corporate America lifestyle right because um corporate america is what got me the three layoffs so how i overcame the ability of instead of resorting to drugs and alcohol and depression Mm. i decided to invest in myself and hire a counselor go into coaching and then find my dream career so that's what the first book is about it's called yes i can um and it's available on amazon the second book was about my dating life which is called Shakti Awakening. It's about 24 global Indian women coming together and sharing their story. And so for me, this story was about a man that I was dating and how he couldn't figure out who he was. I decided to help him and then realized that, you know what, I've outgrown the relationship. And I realized that he was narcissistical. And I realized Mm -hmm. all of these things after I'd done the leadership program because I started realizing like, oh my God, this is who I actually am at the core. All yeah. these other things are just fillers. And so I ripped the bandaid off and walked away. Right. The third book was about the success I created in the COVID experience. There were 120 women coming together, sharing what they did in the last year during the right. pandemic. What was yeah. their life about? 
And then the fourth book was about how I became a TEDx speaker. And that I share about my journey of how I came out with the idea of focusing on medieval thoughts and reducing that. Because right. What's the book called? The last one? The last one is called Women Who Lead. Um, is it available on Amazon and everywhere? It is available on Amazon. I'll send the links for all of these books so you can. Yeah, those who listen, they can grab your book and learn more about you and your journey. That'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the Women Who Lead was definitely one of my favorite books because it really allowed me to own my dreams. We have so many far-fetched dreams that we can't even think that we can even have in our yeah. lifetime. And all of a sudden the opportunity comes and then we grab it. Yeah. And next thing you know, you know, you become an expert in that area. So it's very different. So yeah, that's great. So yes. we are running out of time for this podcast, Michelle. So thank you so much for sharing your journey and your experience on that. So those who's listening, if anyone wants to reach out to you and work with you or learn more about you, how they can find you. Yes. Yeah, so they can find me at I am. Michelle Meta, and that is M-E-H-T-A. That is available on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And they can also check out my website, and that is M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, last name M-E-H-T-A.com. So it's my first and last name.com. Yeah, and let's thank you so much for like sharing your details. I really appreciate you, so you coming coming to this show and sharing your knowledge and experiences. I really appreciate that. So I wish you good luck with your career, which you recently started with the life coaching and everything. And yeah, in your journey as well. And wish you good luck with, with Christmas coming, Thanksgiving coming, law holidays coming. So you have a yeah. good one. Thank you so much, Russ. I really appreciate you. And it was a pleasure getting to know you and getting to know a little bit more about your story and we, the world needs people like you and I, so let's go yeah. out and continue to make a difference. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So Take that's care. it up, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. So you know how to find Michelle. Go check out stuff, her books as well, and visit her website. So if you want to reach out and work with her. And yeah, till then, stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care, everyone.